Welcome to the In His Image podcast, a series from Christian Concern with me, Paul Huxley, and Ben John. We'll be looking at questions raised by the book In His Image by Stephen McCoyd and seeing from the Bible how God's design for humanity is good news for individuals and society. Today we're going to look again at the Ten Commandments. We spent a bit of time going through whether these are applicable in today's society in our last episode. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Uh, But today we're going to try to look a bit more in depth about how we might apply those commandments today. And we're going to start by Ben reading us again from Exodus chapter 20, uh, verses 1 to 17. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labour and do work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honour your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbour. You shall not covet your neighbour's house. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife, or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. So our questions today are, Which of the moral values mentioned in the Ten Commandments are the most neglected or rejected by society at large? And what evidence do you see of this? If you want to think about that, now's your chance to hit pause. So Ben, get us started. Which of these commandments do you think is most neglected? Well, I think we obviously know that um, we don't worship God today and, and there's a lot to be saying about idolatry, but I think one of the ones that really stood out to me, uh, particularly in those first few commandments, is is verse 7, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. And I think, you know, maybe if we went back a a generation or maybe even 10, 15 years, um, the Lord's name as an exclamation was still considered offensive and rude. But I feel like we've lost that completely. I see that in movies and television, people, you know, exclaiming Jesus's name as a curse word is totally normalized and trivialized today. And I think one of the ways in which this has been, um, this is more rife is the fact that I don't think Christians are offended by it anymore. 
Now, if we look at the world, we look anywhere, there's always going to be forms of blasphemy, you know, and in society today, this is political correctness. You can't say certain things because it's so offensive. And, you know, not necessarily talking about legislating this, but as Christians, I think we need to ask ourselves, are we offended at the taking of the Lord's name in vain? And I think for many of us, we would say, no, we're not. It's something we simply tolerate. Whereas if we were, we wouldn't tolerate being rude about other religions. We wouldn't tolerate, you know, being unkind. But yet we seem to think it's okay just to not mention anything at all and to not be offended. I think there's a general anxiety there about being seen as uptight and difficult. And um, there's a bit of an exercise, a branding exercise going on where Christians don't want to be seen as the people who are um, complaining about Monty Python's The Life of Brian and, and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think there certainly needs to be a grace with how we explain that and share and speak into that. But I mean, I think often what I find helpful is thinking about how I react to others. And the fact is, as groups get offended at all kinds of things, and yes, sometimes wrongfully offended, but sometimes it's 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 understandably. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, thank you. That's helpful to know. Whereas I think we, we've over-silenced ourselves so rather, yes, maybe there were some excesses in campaigning or things like that. But I think at the same time, it's not even saying to friends or whatever, oh, that kind of language is offensive. The best way I know of standing up on, on an issue like, you know, you're playing five-side football and someone shouts the name of Jesus, is to simply turn around and go, where? You know, there are ways of subverting it and standing up on these issues that aren't fussy and, and difficult unnecessarily. But, but letting people know that you've noticed that, you're, that they're using the name of the true and eternal living God as a, as a swear word, essentially. So that's one of the commandments on the first table of the law. So for people who don't know, that has to do with God-directed commandments. So the first four commandments are sometimes called the first table of the law, which have to do with worshipping God. And then it goes on to the more social laws. And of course, we could, we could go on for a long time on all of these. Um, systematic theologies and textbooks on Christian ethics have gone into great detail on every single one of these commandments. There's no way we can possibly cover everything. There are a few that really strike me in today's society, which are verses 12 to 14. First of all, honour your father and your mother. In some translations, obey your father and mother. You shall not murder you shall not commit adultery. There's very little sense in which children feel an obligation to honour their father or mother or obey them. Um, there's a lot of strife between children and parents, particularly when you hit teenage years. You shall not murder. Well, I'm afraid that does apply to the issue of abortion. Uh, as much compassion as we have for people in difficult situations, it's an unlawful killing which would come under this commandment. And you shall not commit adultery. Um, the standard is very clear that sex is reserved for, the, for inside a one-man, one-woman marriage, as all marriages are. And in, on all of those three issues, the problems are, are fairly clear and obvious, I think. What I find really striking 
as you picked up on in verse 12, honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. It's interesting today, I, I think it's our friend Peter Saunders who says, the generation that killed their children will be killed by their children, referring to abortion and euthanasia. And it's interesting that verse 12 comes with that promise, so that you may live long in the land. And this push for euthanasia is really about children killing their parents and feeling the, the elderly feeling pressured and, and feeling like they're a burden uh, to their children. It's interesting to see the way the trajectories that we're going in the culture today um, on that issue that parents who, or a generation who've tolerated the murder and slaughter of innocent children are gonna be ending up being pressured into dying through physician-assisted suicide. Yeah, and that commandment, as it's noted in Ephesians 6, is the first that comes with, with a promise. And so it is clearly, um, it's clearly applied, not just for Israel, going back to uh, the last discussion we had, it's clearly ap applicable to the New Testament church at the very least. Yeah, most certainly. And, and I think the thing is, is the detail of what these Ten Commandments mean, society would disagree with us on, particularly the second table. But in general, they would agree with the statements, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery. But the issue is, is what, what society has done is they've redefined murder, they've redefined adultery. So they think abortion isn't murder. Um, they would say fornication is not adultery or homosexuality is not adultery um, when in fact they are violations as you mentioned earlier of these commandments here and Jesus takes the commandments of God and he applies them in great detail he's very willing to apply these commandments in in very strict ways yeah certainly or, or almost in a sense very broad ways um, knowing that sin lingers in the heart someone who looks um at a someone with with uh, with lust has committed adultery in their heart um but it's interesting though because the last commandment there you shall not covet your neighbor's house or neighbor's wife or male or female servant or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor does clearly show that even the ten commandments affirm that our sinful desires break the commandments because that's less about actions it's less about committing murder about committing adultery about stealing about false testimony against your neighbor that's just about clearly the desire for something else is in itself sinful but as you say that's in total harmony with jesus's um exposition of the ten commandments in the sermon on the mount i think the other thing that you can point out from that final commandment is that that is an internal commandment it's not a you know looking at it the other way it's not an external commandment that has a very specific application. And so this is not a, a commandment that you can enforce as a, as a magistrate, as, a, as the government. And that's followed through in the rest of the Mosaic law, the law given to Moses, where there's no punishment meted out for coveting your neighbor's house. But it's the actions that come from it that are punished rather than the internal actions. So here you get a sense that there is a distinction between what is wrong and what the state, what the government is to enforce. In the next few episodes, 
of the In His Image podcast, we're going to be going into a bit more detail about some of these individual commandments and the way that we're seeing them disobeyed in society today. Next time, we'll be looking at Psalm 139 and the issue of abortion relating to you shall not murder. Join us then.